it was finished. Oh yeah, it was finished. Oh, oh. hallelujah, it is done. Hallelujah, King forever. And we thank you for the cross. Come on, let's thank you for the cross. Oh, we thank and we thank. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the cross. That you, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. That we could become the righteousness of God. Not striving to be right with God, but made right with God by the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. It is finished. Hallelujah, it is done. King forever. (laughs) Hallelujah. We thank you for the cross. Hallelujah. Jesus, if you can't get excited about that, you don't know the man. You do not know the man, Christ Jesus, and what he has done. Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. You got to bear with me. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Today is the last Sunday of the month, and if you're visiting with us or a guest, you're first time with us, we do communion uh, the last Sunday of of every month. And we're going to take communion here in just a moment. Uh, Our our kids are going to class, and uh, we're going to get ready to receive communion. And as we do, we're going to do it a little different today. If you're not a guest and you're not visiting, you know, we kind of do things differently, <laughs> regularly. <laughs> uh, but as I was praying this, this morning, uh, the Lord is just so sweet. You know, when we take time to be with Him without an agenda, without a clock, it's amazing how sweet that time can be. And I get up really early on Sunday mornings just to spend time with him. And this morning, I spent time with him. I was in my war room, in my prayer closet, and praying in the Holy Ghost, ministering to the Lord, and being stirred up. And I, my playlist about came to an end in the other room. I'm like, what the world? And 30, 45 minutes had passed, and it felt like I just walked in there. I'm like, Jesus, you're amazing. And as I was spending time with him, one of the things that he spoke to me is this. It's communion Sunday. I, if you, we, <laughs> Shabbat. I'm going to say it in tongues. You pray for interpretation. <laughs> ah, Jesus. That's in 1 Corinthians 14, in case you're wondering. The Passion Translation is something that's 
the Lord has really used to just encourage me. If you don't have one, I encourage you to get one. You can find them on Amazon for around 60 bucks for the box set. There's about eight of them in there. Not a plug. We don't make anything off of it. I'm just telling you, I want you blessed. Anyway, Acts chapter 2 from the Passion Translation, verse 42. It says, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another. Come on, somebody. Sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep, a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, Jesus. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Listen to that. It, uh, there's elements here that's so important that we can't look over. It said this, every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for what? For prayer, not just an event, but for prayer. They prayed together regularly. They came into the presence of the Lord together regularly. And it said, as they did, a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I'm still asking for that. We see healings, we see miracles, but there's signs and wonders. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. They didn't define it. They said signs and wonders. I believe there's signs that make you wonder what the world just happened. But it says all the believers, verse 44, all the believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. Listen, don't get nervous. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those among them who in need, them who in need, among them, among them who in, were in need. Anyway, daily they met together in the temple courts and in other, and one another's homes to celebrate communion. To do what? Celebrate communion, not take communion. To celebrate communion. Why should they celebrate communion? What did it, Jesus said? As often as you do this, you proclaim my death till I come. As often as you do this, you proclaim the victory that I have over sin, sickness, disease, the devil, every bit of it. As often as you do it, you proclaim victory. It ought to be a celebration. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually, listen, because I'm setting you up. Now's about time you get nervous. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. So what were they doing? They were coming together in communion. They were coming together in prayer. They were coming together celebrating communion and the goodness of the Lord. And as they were doing that in one accord, and that's not a car, as they were doing that in one heart, one mind, as they were coming together, it said the, the, the miracles, signs, and wonders happened at the hands of the apostles. And they celebrated communion. They gave thanks for communion. So... We do communion a little differently here anyway, but it's going to be even more different today. So if you would take a seat for a moment. We have a baby dedication too that we're going to get to in just a little bit, but I just felt the Lord that now's the time for communion. I'm going to ask Tish to come up.
in our last leadership meeting, we were talking about communion, how we receive communion. It's on. Yeah. Uh, it's on now. I had it on. We were talking about communion, and we talked about celebrating communion. And uh, as we talked about communion, one of the things that we talked about is Tish said, I'll let you say it. Tish said, here's Tish. say this before and so they were talking about what was it like when the first communion was celebrated after the resurrection you know what did those communions look like for that period of time like in the beginning what did it look like because what did Jesus say he said do this in remembrance of me yeah. right and so I was just sharing I said what if uh, when they had communion together that it wasn't just this you take some But instead, they were going, hey, Peter, do you remember that time Jesus said, come, and you walked on the water? Right. Do you remember that? Come on. Do you remember that time when um, we were in the boat, and we thought we were going to die, and Jesus was asleep? Do you remember that? Do you remember? Um, what about the woman who's there and goes, well, I remember a time come on. when they were going to stone me. Come on. I was so scared. To go before Jesus. But I remember. Yeah. He said, those without the first sin cast the first stone. Come I on. remember that. Come on. And then Mary, his mother, would probably have been there. And she's probably very quiet. But when she spoke, everybody listened. Yeah. And she said, well, I remember huh. after Jesus was born and the shepherds came. Come on. They told me about all the angels that they had seen. Mary shared a little bit more about Roy. Come on, Tish. I remember when he was only 12 and we went to Jerusalem. Yeah. And we were already gone for three days and I couldn't find him. And we had to go all the way back and try to find Jesus. And everybody, you know, they would be laughing and sharing stories going, I remember the time Jesus did this for me. Yeah. And then I bet, I'm taking some creative liberty here, obviously. But then I bet... They would get really quiet thinking, and they would go, John, tell us more. Because John was the only one there. Yeah. Hmm. And John would say, I remember Come on. when the nails were put in his hand. I remember Jesus saying, God, God, God. Come I mean, on. What would we do if he just walked through right here and like put his hand on Clint? No smiling. <laughs> you know? He would definitely have to say peace, be still. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think a part of the communion is remembering. Because when you remember, do you know? Do you, I'm going to get a little science here because I have the mic. Do you know what happens when your memories come up into your conscious? 
And you you strengthen that memory. Every yeah. time you remember something, yeah. you strengthen it. So if you remember that time when you was drunk and passed out, but the Lord saved you, you remember it through the blood of Christ because it's going to strengthen the memory and how God saved you. That's Not good. your mess. It'll strengthen your faith in God. Okay. So what do y'all remember? Come on. So what she's saying is this. We're going to open it up for a time of testimony, a time of remembering. Are you with me? Anybody in the past seven days have seen God do something they've never seen before? Just me? Okay, one, two, three. There's about five of us. Really? Maybe not just the last seven days. In your life, come on. That's why, you know, just as Tish said, when we choose not to remember, we choose to forget. He's worthy. We can stand and we can sing and we can blend in the crowd. And I'm good with that. This isn't about breaking you out of your comfort zone. It's about giving to him what's due his name. It's about saying, Jesus, you're worthy. You're worthy. And I could start, but I don't want to. Because I'm always that guy. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen has told me before I'm always that guy. And if I would just shut up, I might make room for somebody else. He didn't say it exactly like that. He had a lot more love in it. But in essence, that's what he said. Amen, brother. Jesus loves you. It doesn't have to be big or small. There is no big or small. Yeah. somebody you got a witness right there sister you're preaching now
started to go back to sleep. He said, no, I mean now. Come on. Okay, so I get up out of bed, and, you know, the room was 10 feet away from me, so I go in there, and the phone is ringing, and he's answering the phone in his sleep, so he wasn't getting any sleep, you know, it just... Come on. Just one thing after another, the Lord was so faithful to... Yeah, that's so good. And that's who he is, he's so faithful. Yes, he is. That's awesome. come down. And anybody, anyone who knows the porters know there's peace on the porters. Hallelujah. Um, I just have to give God praise because this week I re, well, I had to go for some testing. I had a test done six months ago. Came back questionable and so they asked me to come back in August for a recheck. So I had to be tested again. And I knew I was, I just had to walk it out and the doctors just needed to see that it was okay. I just had to, I had to walk out. And um, I had to have my test a couple weeks ago, and I got a call. You're asking, within seven days, what was yeah. I got a call Tuesday from my doctor's office. Uh, my test came back here. Come on, Jesus. And I'll never forget that. Come on. Come on. See, this is celebrating communion. This is celebrating Jesus, because he's alive, and he's still does miracles today. Right, I talk in front of people all the time. I'm a little nervous for some reason right now. <laughs> um, but my heart was thumping. I'm like, I got to talk. So Come on. Just got a couple things. Um, my mom's a little lady. She's about this tall. She's 4'10". And she gave birth to seven boys. Jeez. And my dad was a preacher. And we were all mean. <laughs> <laughs> but we saw miracles in our family. And I'm, I'm going to give you two. Um, when I was two years old, my brother Tony had problems with his eyes and had to give surgery. He was in Cleveland, Ohio at the time. I told the boys on the team, I grew up in the hood. They don't believe me. I lived in the hood. <laughs> you know, it was rough. But uh, my brother Tony went in for surgery and didn't, didn't survive the surgery. And my dad was a pre the pastor of the church, and it was really hard on our family. Two years after that, I was supposed to have the same surgery. My mom and dad are just going crazy. We're not going to go through this again. Yeah. And God healed me of not having that surgery. Now, I had to wear some glasses that looked funky for many years, <laughs> but I didn't have that surgery, and I praise God for that. Two years after that, um, my little brother Dane 
had some kind of disease. I can't remember the name of it. It got inside his blood. Um, his legs would swell so big. He couldn't walk, couldn't stand. His, his skin was cracking. And again, this was two years after one miracle. Mom and dad was like, oh, gosh, Lord, help us. Here we go again. And again, I don't remember the name of it, but we went to Cleveland Municipal Hospital. The doctors have said if this disease gets to his lungs, he will die within a week. It got to his lungs. And so mom and dad said, church, pray. Y'all just Come pray. On. And uh, the nurses pretty much said, you know, he, Dane had been in the hospital for a long time. Take him home. You know, just spend some time with your son. And mom is, is bathing my little brother at home. And she's, she's teary-eyed. She's tore up. And, she, and he had stood in weeks. And she turns over here to get a towel and turns around. He's standing up in a tub. Come on. That's him. That's him. I ain't cried in front of people in a while, man. <laughs> Come on. But uh, he stood up, and she looks at his skin and, and his legs. They're not swollen. <laughs> and we're like, now, mom starts praising God there, calls the church. Church goes crazy. And our church back in Cleveland, there was running and craziness there. So... <laughs> There ain't nothing y'all going to see that I didn't see. As a <laughs> Come on. So there, was, there was great celebration. You know, my brother's supposed to be dead that week, and this Wednesday he'll be 45 years old. Come on. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, when... When I got pregnant with Genevieve, um, I didn't know I had all this junk on me. And um, right before she was born, she had a really long, difficult labor. And right before she was born, an angel appeared to me and um, said, uh, and I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is really weird. I'm really not sure what this is. And I said, okay, well, you know, why are you here? And... Um, and I felt like, well, he said, I'm here for sorrow and for suffering, which is not very reassuring right before you're having a baby. Um, and, of course, my mind went to the worst. And um, after she was born, um, I mean, he was there with me. And she lived. Her heartbeat was strong through the whole labor. And she lived. But it was only the beginning of just so much fear. Yeah. For me, um, well, just realizing the fear that had already been there. And um, so I would lie awake and cry at night because I was afraid that if I closed my eyes, then she was going to be stolen. She was going to be um, kidnapped from beside my bed. <laughs> just, you know, it's really, it didn't make any sense, but I would just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, um, and so the Lord... Um, over the six years that she's been with us, the Lord has delivered me from that fear. And so I, you know, sometimes that fear, and it hasn't been, it wasn't a quick thing. It was a lot of little things. Come on. And, um, and now, you know, I lie awake and sometimes, sometimes that fear will come on me and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not who I am anymore. And, Come on. Um, and I can go to sleep now. <laughs> Come on. I'm not worried about my children. <laughs> um, I've 
I've thought about the story of Jesus. You know, one of the stories they would have remembered was Jesus feeding all those people yeah. with all that little bit of food. And I've thought, how in the world did that work? Just like, if you were standing there, like, does Jesus, it's just like, kabling, you know, and there's all these baskets? Or, like, did he just start shelling out food and, like, the, the fish were, like, growing back a little bit as he fit, you know, as he peeled off little pieces and, like, they just kept going? And Peter's looking there, he's like, what in the world has happened to that fish? Or is it one of those things where, like, everybody was paying attention and still nobody noticed? Yeah. And all of a sudden they get to the end. Come on. And somebody, probably it was either Matthew or Judas, because those were the two math guys. And they would have said, wait a minute, just a second. How many fish and, and loaves of bread did we start with? Wait a minute. That, yeah. that doesn't add up. How in the world did he do that? And that's how the Lord has been with our finances, on and off through our uh, eight on. years of marriage. And as this season has been another one of changing uh careers and, and starting a business and I just look back and I say there's I can keep a budget but mathematically I can't explain how we paid our bills yeah and you didn't see it in the moment it wasn't the magic checks showing up in the right. mailbox you know it wasn't like uh, you know winning the lottery or anything but you you can only see it looking back and you say mathematically that didn't work yeah so I just want to encourage you guys uh, budgets are great. I'm a math guy. I'm a finances guy. We're getting her to start a finances class, actually. But God has really cool finances that we can't explain. Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that. Just a testimony from Tina and I. Uh, when, we first got into, when I first got into ministry full-time, which has been years ago, uh, 20 years ago, more, uh, I can remember we had a guy in our church who was a numbers guy, and he said, I'm going to come over and sit down with you and, and help you with your finances so that, that we can help you guys where you're not just always just paying the bills. I said, all right, sounds good. So he came over, and we laid everything out, and we sat down, and he went through everything, and he ran the numbers, and he, he looked up from the tape when he said, I don't know. I said, wait a minute. He said, I, have, I can't even make... Get, work out to how you're paying your bills, much less you're getting ahead. You can get ahead. He said, it's a miracle that you even pay your bills every month. And we, the Lord would provide, just as, as he said. So I said that to say this, because I want to release that in here. I want to release that in here. If, you've, if you're having that in your finance, you've seen that. It seems like there's uh, a lot more month at the end of the check. <clears throat> then I just want to pray over you right now. Jesus, we thank you that you said you came to deliver us from bondages, to set the captives free. So, Lord, right now, if it's a mindset, I know, God, for me, it was a poverty mindset. It was eat everything that comes in. So, Lord, I just break right now a poverty mindset that we, we're, where there's never enough, so that our mind has been accustomed to, well, it's just another month that we're going to barely get by. Lord, right now, I thank you that you are El Shaddai. You're more than enough. You're the God of abundance. You didn't just do a little. God, you shed the, your blood on the cross, just a drop, because it was the righteous, sinless blood of the living God would have healed and delivered all of us. But you shed your blood on the cross, not just for us to be born again, but that very word salvation means delivered, healed, set free 
free. So, Father, I thank you right now in that area of finance. Lord, we break that bondage of a poverty mindset. Lord, we break uh, that weight off of them. We cast the whole of our care over on you. You are faithful. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. So, God, I thank you that the word uh, testimony, it literally means do it again. Do it again. So, God, we thank you that you'll do it again. As we believe by faith, as we grab hold of that, Father, I just pray today there will be a mindset change so that there can be a future change. God, we thank you for the testimony. And right now, we break that oppressive spirit off and declare freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Pop. Frank's coming up, I was thinking, you know, another one that was probably really popular, that they'd probably go, hey, Lazarus, you remember that time you died? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just want to give God a praise. Uh, I went to the uh, Only Believe uh, every night, and uh, the last night was over, and this young man. (laughs) Wes. It's my pop. He laid hands on me and prayed for me, prayed for my shoulder. I couldn't even raise my hand. <laughs> and I, just, I just thank him for being obedient. Come on, Jesus. Doing what the Lord led him to do. Praise God. Amen. Come on. Yeah, that's him. And that. Um, I have a testimony similar to the first person lady who spoke earlier. Um, when I was married before, um, my youngest wasn't even two. My husband left. And uh, I, of course, fell apart, the whole thing. You know, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to fast forward 10 years? And I'm remarried. Lots and lots of counseling. And actually, this testimony is about how God continues to pursue people Come on. and heal people. So, you know, lots of counseling, lots of inner healing, and then, like, we're both in it. We're both good, and we are good. And actually, right before we got engaged, or when we were engaged, my ex-husband came for a visit, and he stayed at our house, and we had dinner together as a weird family unit somehow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he and I had an opportunity to talk, and even though there was circumstances that necessarily somebody would look at us and say, you know, the divorce wasn't my fault. It's always two people, always. So anyway, you know, I, I asked him to forgive me, and uh, he asked me to forgive him. And Come on. We had a wonderful time together. It's been so much better. But then I got married. And then the enemy just goes, oh, you see a little scab? Let me just pick it a little bit. Yeah. So um, even though I know that I had asked him to, for, you know, forgive me, and I'd forgiven him for things, in the divorce process, all that ugly, can I say crap up here? Yeah, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Absolutely. Crap. All that crap. God, that felt liberating. <laughs> um, the one thing I realized is I didn't really ask it, I didn't really forgive him for things that happened in the marriage. Uh. You know, not feeling loved, not feeling stable, not feeling blah, 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 blah. Come on. And this week, the Holy Spirit is just like, hey, have you forgiven him for this? Mm. And uh, it's been good. Come on. It doesn't feel good, 
but it is good. Yeah, it's so good. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, my thing is just let God keep pursuing your heart. Yes. Like, you know, just yes. because you're like, well, I've already been through that, and I've already done that, and I've already. Come on. Just go around it one more time. Make make sure. That's good. That's yeah. so good. Come on. That's so good. Amen. He's so good. Huh? Jim. That's right. I just sitting here started leaking for, you know, when you think about the Lord and his goodness and the day of my salvation. Come on. And um, feeling like you're ready, you know, you, he raises you up in purpose and plans and then get sight of the spectacular instead of the supernatural and you oh, find man. yourself off in the wrong places and I won't go into all the details but you find yourself where you're laying at the enemy's feet again mm. and then uh, you lose everything I lost everything and um, June of June of 2008 sitting in my apartment and uh, the day before there had been an explosion at work my arm from here down the skin was off my face off of this side uh, it peeled off uh, second degree third degree burns I'm laying there and it was just a month after having been divorced and I'll never forget just his presence coming in. Come on. And this, it, the, before there was a divorce, just to know his presence and to know what he was doing in me, to work on me. Yeah. But to get down to that moment and he never leaves you or forsakes you. Yeah. He totally healed me. Come on. And he has done a restoration. And he's brought me back to a place with a family. Come on. I always wanted sons. I've got two sons. Uh, my two first daughters. And I've got a third daughter now. So I've got five kids. Come on. Five kids. <laughs> and it's just amazing. Amazing what God has done. I could tell you about near-death experiences in my family. And I've got, and there was a curse, I believe, on the Sykes family from, um, from my, uh, part of my daddy's uh, mother's side. I mean, just incredible tragedies. But they, my dad and myself and, and my kids, they're like, tell that story again, Dad, about how in just near-death experiences. But he never leaves us. And all he's looking for is a broken heart. Yeah, that's good. broken heart <laughs> um so when i was really young um dad decided that he didn't really want to be your dad anymore and he left um and so that whole process of just growing up mostly without a dad and then just recently he's come back in and it's like oh i, I don't really know 
right. how to have a dad. Like, I don't know how this works, really. Um, which, thankfully, God has given me men in my life that have been kind of a father figure to me, and then him himself coming in and showing me how he's my father. But um, a while ago, end of last year, beginning of this year, I was with some friends, and we were going back and um, remembering things, and and it was really hard for me because I can't remember a whole lot of when I was really young, and um, I don't remember what they said, but this picture in my mind, God took me back to this moment of when I was a baby, I was an infant, and I saw, like, from far away, my dad holding me, and my head was against, my ear was against his heart, and I could just hear his heartbeat, and um, he was praying over me, and my dad's not like that anymore, and so it was just such a sweet reminder that, come on, that God had me, and it was just so sweet that it was from his perspective how God was looking at me in that moment and I'm just I'm just undone every time I think about it because it's just such a sweet moment and I can't that's never going to be taken from me come on amen 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 anybody else have a testimony So, um, just thinking back, like, the last seven days, just, I have so many just testimonies I can share, but just, um, just thinking back at the last week, you know, just being at the Only Believe concert, conference, whatever, concert, conference. He's a worshiper. You know where he was. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And, you know, it just, you know, I'm thinking, remember when, and I'm thinking, you know, it's cool that Nanette just walked in and. I wanted to share it all the time. I was just waiting until she just walked in so she could hear it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like just remember when God laid it on the, that grandma's heart to do this crusade and, you know, just get all these people and all these churches together. And it was so precious the last night. She, yeah. She wanted everybody to come up and get um, just, you know, just to pray for and just to pray for people for healing and stuff and if you guys know me man I love healing that's 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 my niche you know I love it and I so I went up and you know she was like all right so I want you guys you know the three things are you know clean hands a pure heart ask for the gift of healing and pray for the sick and I was like come on I'm a nurse I've got a lot of opportunities to do that I'm excited so um she did she said I want you to stretch out your hand and you know I stretched out my hand and I started feeling the tingliness and the warmth. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel it. I feel it. I was like, it was. And I know it was something so simple. But to me, it was so profound. Yeah. And, you know, I just, good. I thank Nanette and Ben and the Pakistani ladies just for, I don't remember her name. But it Maureen. was Maureen. Yeah. So. Amen. summer I worked at a summer camp in Sophia um it was like a month month and a half ago I started having like just really bad breathing issues and so like I've never had asthma like I've had like anxiety induced asthma but never like diagnosed with asthma and so it was like a Wednesday and I had three different asthma attacks 
and like just couldn't breathe but I refused to go to the doctor because I was like no the Lord's gonna heal me and I, I don't need medicine I don't need any of that well the next day comes and I'm in the pool and I'm teaching a camper how to swim and I end up swallowing water because she splashed me and so I almost drowned from this attack I had another one um thank the Lord that my co my counselors were there with us because that would have been bad they weren't supposed to be so the Lord was just in that we were supposed to Come be on. swimming by ourselves but the entire camp was together at the pool so thankfully I'm alive amen <laughs> um and so I mean it was fine like they gave me they said I had inflamed lungs and like extra I don't know something with my sinuses where I had extra drainage and so you know I was just kind of had to deal with it so they gave me like three different medicines, like um, narcotics, and I used to struggle with that. So I was like, I am not taking this. Like Come I refused to, but it got to the point where like I had to, like I just, I couldn't breathe. And so I did, thankfully I didn't get hooked again. Amen. That's awesome. See, the Lord's just good, guys. <laughs> um, but I just continued feeling like I just had fluid on my lungs and like I could feel it. And it just kind of, they just felt full all the time. And it felt like I was breathing through a straw. And I went through this for like two months. Well, Thursday night came. And I had a huge asthma attack out there on the field. And Stephanie started praying. And I don't know who else prayed. I don't really remember. But so it started it started clearing up. And then it felt like the flu was just completely gone. Um, <clears throat> I get home. And me and my parents are talking. And it was like an anxiety attack because of school. And then long story. And so I was like, no, like I've just been healed. Like I can breathe, you know, all of this stuff. Well, I stayed up all night. And I just couldn't breathe. And I was like, dude, where is my healing, you know? And so Friday night comes. I have another minor one, um, and like Molly and other people prayed, and then I left just completely discouraged, and I was like, dude, like, I've seen all of these healings, like, where is my healing, and the Lord was just like, just stand on my word, like, you just need to declare and stand on my word, so I was like, all right, cool, so I stayed up, and I started just like declaring, I was like, no, I can breathe, like, my lungs are clear, you know, whatever, and so <coughs> I woke up Saturday, completely breathe, like, deep breaths, completely fine. I have this minor cough, but it's going away too. It's gotten a lot better. Come so on. The Lord's just good. Amen. That's good. <laughs> Amen. Nanette? So, did not our hearts burn within us? Yeah. The disciples were Jesus, and they were like, our hearts burned within us. I just walked in here. There's people from all different churches in here. It's because their hearts are burning within them. Yeah. We have been with Jesus. Yeah. It's so amazing. The things he's done, the testimonies are coming in constantly. I was healed. My life was changed. I was saved. We've been with Jesus, and I'm just so excited. And to me, it's about the vision. It's about changing this area. Yeah. It's about turning yeah. the world upside down for Christ, and we start right here. Yeah. We Amen. start right here. And this area will never be the same because of all of you. Amen. Because the fire is in your chest, and it will not stay there. Amen. It will go out, and it will set up a fire everywhere you go. Amen. The vision is there. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Yeah. People are perishing all around us, but we now, we have a vision. Yeah. And our vision is to take the love of Jesus to every single person in this area and to go for it and let Amen. nothing stop you and go for it. And Amen. there are a thousand testimonies, but we just praise God. Amen. 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 So I'm going to ask the guys to come, and I'm going to give a little instruction. If you'll uh, stand with me. We... Uh, receive communion a little differently here. Uh, what we ask you to do is you'll come and you'll come and get communion instead of us taking communion to you. You're like, 
what? It's all good. It works. We do it every month. Uh, and the way that we do it is the front row. We start with the front row, and they'll just come to the middle and get uh, bread and a juice, and then they'll circle back around to the end of the aisle beside of them and come back to their seats. So everyone will just collapse to the middle and come through, and then they circle back and go to their row. Does that make sense? We just make big circles, and then when the rows here on the middle and the sides are finished, then the back rows will come in. And uh, <clears throat> as we come, we're going to, you guys, they're taking communion so they can uh, play, sing for us as you come. But I want to encourage you. That, you know, as I said, this is different. I get that. You go, man, we don't do communion like that. That's okay. I believe that this is a beautiful New Testament model where they took time to think about who Jesus is. Not just take bread and, and, and a juice and go, wow, thank you. We'll do it again next month. And not, because what we did is we just lifted him up. We magnified him. And that's what the word says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And that's what we did. We took time. We took time. We can take time for everything in our lives. And many times we don't take time for him. But when we receive communion, it ought to be a time that we ponder. Well, what about that scripture in Corinthians? That scripture in Corinthians says that, uh, <clears throat> that his body was broken so that ours could be whole. That his blood was shed so that we can be made right with God. It was what Jesus did with his disciples just before he went to the cross. And uh, we have the privilege today to remember him. Not just that he died, but he did not stay in the grave. Let me say that again for the rest of you. He did not stay in the grave. Jesus resurrected three days later. You can still go to the tomb where he used to lay. You know what? I know. I've been there. I looked in. I walked in. I touched the place where they laid him, where they suspect that he was. We don't know for sure, but I believe it was. We went to, I'll just tell you this. We went to two different places. There's two places in Israel that they say, there's one that the church set up and say, this is it. And there's a rock you can go in and touch. And there's another one that's the tomb that you see pictures of where the stone was rolled away. And uh, I've been to both. And I went to one, and I was enamored by all of the people. And I went to the other, and I was overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. I said, you know what? I think there's just a little residue of the resurrection in this place. <laughs> and uh, there was a sweetness of his spirit. And no matter where it was, it doesn't matter because it's still empty. <laughs> it's still empty. So we celebrate the resurrected, the living God today. And he said, when you eat this bread, remember that by my stripes, you were healed. We heard healing testimonies. There were so many more testimonies that were of people that were healed. There were, it was amazing the things that we saw the Lord do. But it's not just about healing. It's about freedom. So I want to encourage you, if you're taking communion today. The prerequisite for communion is not that you sit here and confess all your sins. That's the doctrine of man that's tried to keep people away from communion because they, don't, they didn't understand the power of it. He said, when we look at him, we need to remember he's the one who forgives all your sins. Psalms 103 verse 3, and forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. That's him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as you receive communion, that's who you're receiving. You're receiving his body broken for you, his blood shed for you. So I invite you to come. We'll start with the front row. Hallelujah, you are the Savior. 
giving of your son. Jesus, we thank you that your body was broken, that you said no one takes my life, I give it. So God, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you for giving so that I can receive. So Lord, today we receive your body that was broken, that ours could be whole. We receive your blood that was shed that makes us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not sinners trying to do better, but saints sealed by the blood of the lamb once and forever it is finished so god we thank you and we bless the bread and the cup and we receive it with thanksgiving and we proclaim your victory over death hell and the grave in jesus name amen you may receive Though our sins are scarred